This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 8. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Today I'm welcoming Nicole Holland from the Business Building Rockstar Show and owner of BBRshow.com. Host of iTunes' new and noteworthy podcast, The Business Building Rockstar Show, Nicole loves helping entrepreneurs build profitable online businesses that excite and inspire them through her private, group, and mentoring coaching programs. Nicole believes there's no right way to do anything unless it feels good to you. Nicole, how are you today? I'm awesome, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming. I, I'm really excited to uh, to have you on the show. I, um, you know, <laughs> when when I was looking through the new and noteworthy section, uh, I, I looked at it last week and I saw your show right there at the top of new and noteworthy, and I was like, "That's awesome!" I'm so glad she's there, and uh, hopefully, I can get my uh, my show up there t- soon too. <laughs> I know you are on a roll, and I know it won't be long before you get there as well. It's uh, it's not easy. It's uh, you know, with thousands and thousands of podcasts released all the time, um, it definitely takes effort. But you just keep on putting out great content, and you're going to get there. Right. I mean, that's that's definitely my philosophy. So uh, I am uh, on my way, and I'm I'm glad to have great uh, guests like you to help uh, you know provide some really good insight and some. Uh, knowledge bombs for the uh, the the people out there in the baller circle uh, listening in. Uh, so first, the first thing I want to ask you is, as I was going through your site and learning more about your business, uh, I'm curious as to what exactly is the building uh, the business building Rockstars Summit that takes place each November. Yeah, so I did the first one um, in 2015. It was November 1st to 30th, and I interviewed 30 experts from all over the world on different strategies that they're using to build their online businesses. Um, I was really disheartened by all of the the messaging um, that's really fear-based marketing, telling people, well, if you don't do this, you're going to fail and, you know, buy my product or else kind of thing. And <laughs> I, I know that for myself, when I got back into business after having taken a nine-year hiatus and I had never done online business, you know, I was really looking for help. I was looking for some guidance. And what I was finding was I would invest in programs that weren't really focused on helping me. They were really very one-sided where they're just pushing out information. Well, we live in an age where information is everywhere. So I don't need to get into a program to get information. I can get that without the program. I need the program for support and guidance and also to be real with me and let me know, you know, What's in it for me if I take if I go follow this strategy and is it how do I know if it's really for me or if it's not for me? And so that's what uh, sparked my desire to create something that really examined and offered the, the basics of many different strategies so that people could pick and choose and they could say, oh, wow, that sounds like it could be fun. That sounds like it could really go with my strengths and 
that could be easy for me. So let me try it out. Or, whoa, no, you know, now that I know what it takes to do this one particular thing, there's no way I want to do that because it would be really difficult. So that's what we did. It was 30 days of introducing different strategies with actionable tips and takeaways that people could get started that day, whether it was podcasting or whether it was webinars or whether it was getting on um, Periscope or doing a Facebook group. We went through all these different strategies. And 2016 um, is actually going to start November 1st, but we're only going to be doing it for 10 days and we'll have three experts a day. So we're making some tweaks from the 2015 summit to the 2016, but still the premise is the same. I want to teach people the basics of online online business building and uh, do it with 30 experts. Okay. That's awesome. I, you know, I love exactly what you're talking about. Um, not just pushing information at people, but providing them with support because I totally agree. I feel like the marketplace right now is so saturated, right? I mean, there's a million people doing blogs and podcasts and selling courses. Um, and, and I have, you know, kind of been in that trap myself where I bought courses before and then, you know, gone through the program and felt like, okay, well, this is great, but I don't have the support that I need to really be able to use it in the way that I think would be most effective. So yeah, having that, that summit, that's, that's a great idea. Totally. I'm, I'm really glad that you, that you started that. Thank um, you. I, uh, so I see that you're, you know, uh, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest. It's like every, <laughs> every social network out there. You have your podcast. It's, it's pretty awesome. I, I'm curious to know out of all of those places where you're, you know, putting your message out there and putting content, which one has been the most impactful for your business? And then also, and this may be a different answer, which one is most personally enjoyable for you to be on? It's so interesting that you asked that because I literally just, you know, maybe 15 minutes before we started this interview, finished a training with my Tough Cookies. It's my membership community mm. on Twitter Basics. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I was always a Facebook girl. You know, well, I say always since I started, you know, getting into business uh, online, which was not very long ago, but I built everything on Facebook. I loved Facebook. I'm really getting a little bit disappointed with Facebook, the way things are pushing out. I'm not seeing the the posts from people I actually care about. And I'm getting so much like just stuff I don't care about. So I'm mm. actually it's taking a long time for me on Facebook to get through the crap and like sort it out that I'm actually losing interest in Facebook. And I never thought I'd say that, <laughs> but that's where I'm at right now. Twitter definitely is where I'm focusing right now. Um, Facebook was good to me. I loved Facebook for being able to engage, but like I have got people literally every single day adding me to groups that I have no interest in. I don't know <laughs> how that's happening now. I'm getting so much spam that it's more work than it's worth these days. Mm. Whereas Twitter has been really good. I just actually got on Twitter less than nine months ago, and I've gone from zero to over 3,600 followers in in nine months, in less than nine months. And these are engaging followers, and it's much easier for me on Twitter to sort through and be able to really engage with people who – I care about engaging with opposed to just dealing with the spam. So Twitter is where it's at right now. I'm getting um, guests on my show from Twitter. I am getting 
uh, clients from Twitter. I'm getting listeners from Twitter. I'm really loving Twitter right now. Hmm. That's awesome. Okay. I, and that's, I, I know that that's so like business specific. Uh, cause I hear so many people say, you know, Hey, I've, I've tried to use Twitter and it didn't really work for me. And Facebook's the thing that's working for me. And then, you know, someone else says, Hey, you know, uh, Instagram is the place to be. And I actually, I saw your interview that you did with John Lee Dumas. And, um, I know now he's all about Snapchat, which is mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a platform that I've never really been on before. And I don't really know much about, but, uh, you know, that's his, his go-to thing. Like he's kind of, I guess, ditched everything else and, and Snapchat is, is the focus. So it's interesting how like everybody kind of has a different platform that works for them and their business and their audience and, uh, and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, it is. And I just want to interrupt you there for a second because uh-huh. I want to say something about that because so- social media is one of the things I teach people about. And I think you really need to focus on what's fun and easy for you, what you enjoy. So like for me, I wouldn't be on Snapchat. I mm-hmm. understand the value of it, but it's just not for me. Like I don't I don't have fun with that kind of stuff. Now, John Lee Dumas, let's really take a look at who this man is real quick. Mm-hmm. This man makes multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month. He has a business partner. He has a team. He's still everywhere. He has not. He he personally is spending time on Snapchat. But that doesn't mean that he's not very, very active on all of the other social media channels. And that's because he has built this business and built this team that can handle that. And so what I find happens a lot of times with newer entrepreneurs who are just starting out is they're looking at somebody like JLD and they're going, okay, so he's doing this. This is what I got to do. I got to focus on this. Well, if you, you know, if you don't have, you know, 60 hours a day to do all this stuff and, and you don't have a staff to, to do, you know, 60 hours a day, then you're probably not going to be able to keep up. So when you're looking at your social media strategy, look at, which one or two platforms you actually enjoy spending time on. You enjoy the content that is normal for that uh, platform. For example, yes, I have an Instagram account, but I am absolutely not active on Instagram. Hmm. Would I like to be? Sure. But the truth of the matter is I don't take pictures. I don't do selfies. It's like really, it takes effort for me to do a selfie. It takes an effort for me to think about photographing my food or anything like that. So, (laughs) Instagram is just not where I want to hang out, even if my clients do. And a lot of people will say, well, you got to hang out where your clients are hanging out. And I think there's some truth to that. But you also it shouldn't be at the expense of what you enjoy doing. It shouldn't be work. It should be enjoyable. Right. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, when it is work, it, that comes across to the audience, right? People know <laughs> that you hate this platform, that you're not enjoying yourself. <laughs> and it's just drudgery. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure when you're on a platform that you personally enjoy more, you know, you're, you're more joyful and that comes across too. And that's infectious. So yeah, I, I definitely get that. Um, I'm curious to know, uh, so with, with your experience with the different, um, platforms that you've been on, uh, did you start them all at once? Did you kind of, you know, test one out and then test another out? Like what was your strategy and, 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 and how did you learn each of the different platforms? Definitely one at a time. Um, when I quit my job as a correctional officer, so I had taken a nine year hiatus. I had no business. I had no network. You know, I was working in law enforcement with murderers and rapists and really bad people. So I didn't have much 
social life anyhow. Definitely not social media. I was a ghost. You couldn't find anything about me online. <laughs> um, I actually, my Facebook profile had not, didn't even have my real name and didn't even have a picture. So, or it was like a picture of my cat, you know, and only people who were my family and people I really knew were connected on Facebook. Well, then I started doing some you know, extracurricular activities, I started getting a hobby of, you know, fixing up old houses. And so I got in touch with a number of people who were preservationists and who were, you know, having a lot of activities. And I thought, okay, well, I've got to make a, a profile so that I can actually engage with these people. So I set up a completely new profile um, as Nicole Holland. And that that was really just for those people. So I had when I came back into business, I guess I had probably like 260 friends on Facebook and that was it. But they weren't people who were my, you know, potential clients or anything like that. So I started from 260 with like just doing personal stuff and keep and being very, very private. It was a huge stretch for me to put myself out publicly um, on the internet. Huge. Like so many different fear things came up for so many different reasons. Um, but yeah, I focused on, Facebook, because it was all I knew at that point, and just started learning and testing. And I think the most important thing with social media is it is social media. It's just another way to reach out to people. And so the really cool thing about having an online business and social media is that I can be sitting here in Ontario, Canada, and I can be dealing with people anywhere around the world. And it's like we're in the same room. You know, like you and I are using Skype right now. There's so many different resources that make the world come to you. And so I think it's important or what I thought, you know, and what I have found proven to myself is that in the engagement. And so treating people like people and not like just a name or a number or, you know, but really treating people like people and learning to develop like learning to get to know people and developing relationships with people. That's always been my philosophy. And that's worked in Facebook and it works in Twitter. And, you know, I haven't, like I said, I'm on Instagram. I put a couple things out and people engage, but I just, it's not where I'm focusing. Um, but from what I've learned from others, you know, no matter what platform you're on, it's all about the humanity of it and engagement, like dealing with people who are real people. Okay. I like that. I mean, I, I, I think that's hard for a lot of people, especially from a business standpoint, because I know when I first started out on uh, Facebook and Twitter, like I had used them, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn for personal use. But when it became time to like position myself from a business standpoint, I was like, OK, well, how do I do this? And, I, and, and in my mind, I felt like I had to do it in a completely different way. You know, over time, I realized that like, no, I have to use it the same way I was using it before. Like it's a social platform. People want you to be personable with them they want they want to you know uh you to speak to them like another human being not like a uh you know a robot or you know and like an ad that's coming at them all the time um and that's that's what i i usually call them billboards like you don't want to be a billboard because if you're only putting things out one way i mean that goes back to like i said what fired me up about creating the summit was I was sick and tired of hearing people's information. Like you don't care about what I'm doing. You don't care about <laughs> who I am. You only care about getting my money and giving me what y your interest is, which I don't care about. Like, why should I care about that? Same thing with social media. So it's like, it's so easy to tune out now 
to the people who are just blasting, you know, promotional stuff. You have to mix it up. And sometimes I feel like even like the last days, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to put more personal stuff on Facebook because I've been putting, you know, stuff about the show so much because that's what my focus is. I don't have much of a life right now. Everything's about the podcast. So it's like, okay, I've got to mix it up or people are going to get really tired of this and they're going to lose interest because just like in a conversation, you don't want to go out on a date, for example, and sit there silently while the person across from you tells you everything about their life story. You're not going to go out on a second date. And it's the same thing with social media, right? right? If you're only giving, 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 and you don't care about the person who's on the other side, they're not going to listen anymore. Right, right. So so I'm curious about that. So let's say someone's just getting started on, on a social media platform. And I, I guess I'll ask you a question before that. So in your opinion... Do you suggest that people just pick one platform and, and try to conquer that one platform and not worry about being more than one place at a time? Is that, yeah. is that your, okay. Yeah. And I don't know if I would say conquer that platform, but get really comfortable. Like start testing things, put different types of content out and see what people respond to. Spend time getting to see what other people's stuff is, share other people's stuff, like other people's stuff, comment on other people's stuff. So give the kind treat people the way you want them to treat you mm -hmm. and see how it goes. And if you do that for a month, two months, three months, and you're getting good responses and it's, it's, you know, easy and it's fun for you, then cool. Now maybe it's time to start learning another platform to add into the mix, but you really want to take the time to work, to understand, to learn you know, anytime we start something new, if we go in there expecting, it's like we're just going to get in there and it's going to be done. And it's just like another check a check off the list. You're missing out and you're not getting the full um, you're not going to get anything from it, not in the long run. So get in there and really learn, pay attention, go in with a beginner's mind, have fun and then move like add to the next one. Now, if you're not having fun or you're not getting the results you had hoped for, then move on. Don't keep trying to beat a dead horse. If it's not the right platform for you, don't waste your time. I see all the time, big time influencers who actually don't use specific platforms. Like I just got um, a booking from a pretty big influencer today and I saw that he didn't actually put down his link for uh, Twitter of all places. And I've actually seen that, that he is not active on Twitter. And this is somebody who is, you know, has a multi-million dollar business and who has people following him and has a lot of attention, but he just doesn't use Twitter. Hmm. So you don't have to be everywhere. You just find what works for you, find what's fun for you. Um, and if you're just starting out, take the time Give yourself the grace to, to figure it out. Don't think you have to rush in because people are telling you to do this and do that. Okay. I like that. That So with that, I think the tough piece is how do you validate that I've put in enough time, I've tested long enough to know whether it's working or not? How, so I, do you have a kind of a formula for that, like a, any, any metrics you should be checking, any sort of time frame you should uh, you know, allow yourself? Uh, how, how do you do that evaluation? I am the worst person to ask about metrics because <laughs> I know most people <laughs> really need those kinds of things to keep them on point. I am such an intuitive person that I really go with my gut. I go with how do I feel? 
when I'm trying to do stuff to a formula or a standard, I find that I get caught up in my head of looking at the, you know, well, based on other people's opinions, is this good or bad? And when I get into that place, I lose the connection to the people who I need to have the connection to. So personally, I just allow myself to have fun. And I, if it's, if it becomes work, if it becomes a struggle, then I know it's not the right thing for me to be doing. Hmm. If it's something that it takes, it takes effort, but it's enjoyable. Like, you know, when you're learning something that you're interested in, yes, it takes effort, but you have fun with it. Or it's like, ooh, I can see how this is going to be exciting, or I can see how this is going to be beneficial. As long as it's enjoyable to me, I keep on doing it. And the results for me is, is the, you know, the connections. And I don't have like a, okay, well, this month, I need to make five sales directly from this. Like it just I'm not like that. I'm looking for the long game. I'm looking for the relationships. And if I'm building a relationship with somebody, you know, they may turn around a few months later and say, hey, you know what, here's this podcast I just got interviewed on, I think you'd really be a good guest, let me hook you up and introduce you. That's the biggest thing for me, I guess, with social media has been the relationships of people who I've then been able to to add value to and who have added value to me. And it's not always monetary. It's not always a hard and fast thing. Um, in fact, I don't make many direct sales through social media, but I make the connections and I get the engagement that generally turns into sales or um, connections to other people who I want to reach to reach out to or who want to reach out to me. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I think you just have to like for me, it's like, again, as long as it's enjoyable, I'm going to keep on doing it. I have tried, you know, I've put some small amount of effort into LinkedIn, some small amount of effort into Instagram, but I haven't been totally committed because it really isn't fun. And I want to be on it on LinkedIn. I know people are finding me on LinkedIn and I know my profile sucks. I know I've got to get there. But it's just, you know, with all of the things that we have to do as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, new entrepreneurs, you've, you're wearing a million hats. So when it comes down to it, I look at not I, when I look at a to do list, for example, I'm not looking at what's the most difficult so I can check that off. I'm looking at what's the most fun what's the easiest what's the most enjoyable and i you know generally the stuff that's really difficult works itself out somehow or another or sometimes it moves itself up the list you know so maybe i will get to i i, I do i my intention is to get to linkedin one day my intention is to get to instagram one day but at this point in time i'd rather spend my time and energy doing things like this where i'm connecting with a great podcast host where you're helping me spread my message. I'm getting to know you. We're building a relationship. I'm getting to meet more people through your podcast. That's way more intro enjoyable for me than sitting down for an hour and knocking out a summary on LinkedIn. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I definitely get that. I, I, I think it, it just becomes so, so hard when you hear, um, you know, what every, everyone else is doing and you're, you know, constantly comparing yourself to other people. But I have heard that from multiple people that you can't, you can't compare your metrics to other people's metrics. You can't even compare your methods to other people's methods. Uh, and there, and there are so many people who have, you know, just charted their own course and it really worked out for them. Um, now what I want to do is I want to take a quick pivot 
And I want to talk about something that I think is so important, and that's uh, under, uh, overcoming like discouragement, fear, and doubt, and, the, and those sort of things. Have, have there ever been any points in your business where you know you you got to a point where you feel like felt like you wanted to quit? Not this time. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. In the past, I mean, I say I've been an entrepreneur since I was like eight, you know, so I've tried lots of different things on. I have gone into business and I, I did quit nine years ago. Well, now it's more than nine years. But, you know, I gave up my coaching practice when I was offered a job that I thought I couldn't I couldn't turn down. And then I got stuck in, you know, comfortable. I should say not stuck, but I I enjoyed working for others for a while. And I still kept trying to think, oh, well, I'm going to do something on the side. I'm going to do something on the side because I am an entrepreneur at heart. But I never really took it seriously. At this iteration, when I finally said I am done and I quit my job and I started my business, this was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing for my life. So no matter how difficult things get, and they do, um, no, I've, I'm not thinking anymore that I could possibly uh, give up on it. Okay. So what advice uh, What advice do you have for those people who uh, who are thinking that? And, and how do you uh, overcome uh, discouragement and stay motivated and focused? I think the first thing you need to do is get really serious with yourself and get quiet and turn out all the noise, turn off all the noise and really ask yourself, what's it all about? Why are you doing it? And take the time to to be very, very honest. And if your why isn't bigger than the circumstances, then go get a job. Hmm. You can still build a business on the side. And, you know, I have clients who were super committed, who after, you know, six months, eight months, nothing was happening because they just weren't there. They just weren't ready. Doesn't mean it's not forever, but you can't build something if you're constantly in fear or you're constantly in a state of desperation or you constantly feel like it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Get your shit handled. You know, go and if it means getting a job, go get a job. It doesn't mean that you have to get a job that's going to be a career. It doesn't mean it's going to be for the rest of your life, but Allow your job to be an investor in your business. But that means you have to sacrifice. You're going to have to put in those weekend hours. You're going to have to put in those night hours because, quite frankly, even when you're full time, like I work sometimes 20 hours a day every day. No, but sometimes (laughs) because, you know, you do what you got to do. You when you're ready to really live, you know, when you're when you're building something. And you're really ready to do it, you're going to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And if you're not ready to do whatever it takes, then you're not in it 100%. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just be honest with yourself. And maybe one day you will be in 100%. Maybe not. But just give yourself the grace to find out. Don't try again, like you said, don't try and compare yourself to other people or have an expectation that is ridiculous. And a lot of that is our media. And a lot of that is marketing. You know, you'll have people who put things out and it's like they're an overnight success. They went from zero to $100,000 in three months or whatever. It's not true. Yes, they may have done that. They may have had a $30,000 month, but they probably spent a year at zero a month to build up the business to allow for that 30,000 month. So, Mm -hmm. Just be really honest with yourself. Give yourself the grace 
and then find great resources like internet ballers, like, you know, my show, find places where people are teaching and sharing that you resonate with and that you don't feel pressured and tune in and get everything you can from them. Absorb, but don't necessarily, um, you don't have to act on everything. Just absorb it, take it in and then ask yourself, okay, what do I want to try? You don't have to do everything. Well, that's a lot. That was more than like one piece of advice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really good advice. Um, yeah, I think that's that's so that's so tough. It's so challenging. Uh, and and I and I love what you ta- what you said about like people that have these like you know I made a hundred thousand dollars in three months. I think one thing that's really really hard, especially for for people just starting out, is I think uh, they hear those sort of stories and it makes them think it's easy and it makes them think it's quick. And then when it doesn't come quick and easy for them, then they're like, well, what's wrong with me? I want to quit. I want to give up. And I think it's really important to be able to set realistic expectations. Now, that for me, it doesn't mean like don't shoot for the stars, mm-hmm. but it does mean like, you know, don't expect to make $100,000 in three months. And if it doesn't happen, you quit. You just say, OK, I'm, I'm shooting for this goal. And if it doesn't happen, then, you know, maybe I have to uh, stretch it out for a little bit longer. So I, I would ask, I ask you like, what do you think is a a realistic expectation for someone? Let's say they're just starting out. They want to they they you know want to start a an online business um, for you know this is and this is kind of a generic question, but just whatever kind of high level things you can provide. Like how many hours a day do they need to be putting in? What what sort of sacrifices do they need to make, and how long should they expect to wait before they start actually making money? It is so difficult to answer that because. Everybody is so different. Mm -hmm. I think, again, it goes back to your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? And what is your level of commitment? And what is the outcome you want? You know, I have clients who are, they're working and they just really want a side hustle. They just want to bring in an extra one to $500 a month. It'll change their life. It'll help them to put their kids through college. It'll help them go on a family vacation. And that is like so awesome. And that's all, like, that's all they want. Cool. Well, great. And then there's some people who are like, I want to make 20000 or $30,000 a month. Great. It doesn't matter what you want. Everything is possible. I totally believe that. If you can conceive of it, then you can achieve it. But you have to put the sacrifices in. And the sacrifices are going to look different for everybody. But the biggest thing is knowing your why and then strategizing. If you think you're going to go buy a program that is going to make you a millionaire, (laughs) you are delusional. Sorry. That's the cold, hard truth. Mm -hmm. Read books, take in content, you know, learn. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out what you want, why you want it, and how to go about getting it. And I mean, I'm biased because I am a coach, but I think... I can't think of anybody who would not benefit from having a great coach. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself in a coach, not a program, I sell programs too. Lots of people do programs. There's nothing wrong with programs. But if you're serious, you're going to invest in yourself to have somebody hold your hand, have somebody get to know who you are, what your goals are, and help you strategize who's already been there, who's already understands how it's done. You're going to save yourself time, energy, and in the long run, money. So getting a quality coach is a really important thing. And I think a lot of times, too, 
I've heard people say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in this person's program, I'm in that person's program. And hey, that's great. Like, you know, you're in a big name guru program and you're getting the content and you're getting that information. But like we talked about before, without the direct support, it's just information and you can get that anywhere. I mean, you and I are in John Lee Dumas's program, which is Podcaster's Paradise. And he's amazing. I love John. He's like one of my favorite people. But at the same time, his program is very information focused and they have amazing community support. But at the end of the day, we are one of thousands. And so when you're going into a program that's one of thousands, you have to take the initiative to launch your program. I mean, there's people or show or whatever you're doing. There's people in there who are there for years who still don't have a podcast. And one day they will. Right. But if you're serious and then and you want to do it, you know, you want to get results, then you're going to need to find somebody who's going to walk you through things or you're going to get serious and put in the hundreds and hundreds of hours that it may take to learn a new skill. Does that answer your question? Oh, yeah, it definitely does. And I, I, I totally, you know, I, I, I have gone through so many different, you know, shifts in my mindset of like what it takes and what I need to do. And I, I know, especially when in the beginning I was like, well, how can I do this for free and not spend a whole lot of money? And then it was like, okay, well, maybe I do need to buy a course because buying a course will help me gather the relevant information faster. And then it was like, well, maybe I need like individual training and coaching and, and things like that. And, and, um, I think there's value in each step. Uh, I am, I am a little bit concerned at some point because I, I feel like it's hard to figure out even for things that you're paying for. Who is the valuable coach? What is the valuable program? You know, because there's so many people out there. So how do, how do you evaluate that? How do you evaluate the coach that's not just going to take your money, but the coach is actually going to help you out? What, what would you say to someone who's looking for a coach, how to, how to find the right person and validate that person? I would say don't rush. I've been guilty of that. I've put it out there where I'm like, okay, I need a coach and I need somebody now. So I want to find somebody by the end of the month. Like I've got four weeks. I'm going to interview as many coaches as I can that seem to resonate. And I'm going to pick one because I need a coach. And it was the worst thing I did. I spent thousands of dollars on somebody who was a great person, but who was so not the right coach for me. Hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing is time. You get to know, and again, it goes back to your why, get to know yourself Get to know what you really, really need from a coach and start checking people out and listening and finding out who they've worked with and seeing the results that the people have and actually asking the people, what did you think about this person? Don't feel like it's an imposition. I would so rather people come and ask my clients what kind of results they're getting from me and what it's been like to work with me than they than them coming to me. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get the real deal from the people who are working with these people. And if you can see that, you know, you can ask honest questions like, what it's like to work with that person, what your business was, where it was before, where it's gone, what that person has brought to you most, what you feel like they're missing. You can ask those questions to people. And that to me, in my opinion, is way more, um, way, a way better gauge than going out and interviewing a bunch of coaches. So listen to their stuff, check out their content. You know, for me, like what's really important and everybody's different. But one of the things that's really important for me is the look. 
if I don't see the branding consistent for somebody, if I don't see that they're putting out the kind of content that I want to put out, then I don't care how awesome they are. I'm not going to hire them because right. it, it, it's they're not they're not where I want to be. Even if they're making a million dollars, doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they're not able to demonstrate visually and by hearing and seeing and all that. I don't care what somebody says about how great they are. So take the time, check people out behind the scenes, see if you can't reach out to clients. You know, people will post testimonials, find those people and just shoot them a message on social or an email or something and say, hey, do you mind if I ask you about your coach? There's this testimonial and I'm looking to hire a coach and, you know, check things out. Right. Okay. Perfect. So one other question I have for you is, well, second to last question, is, <laughs> is how, do you, how do you develop and figure out what your why is? Because I feel like a lot of people, they have an idea of what their why is, but, it's, but they have to dig deeper, right, to get mm-hmm. to the real why. How do, you, how do you dig deep and get to that real why? <sighs> Good question. Um, I'm going to go back to what I would recommend to most people would be get a great coach, get a great transformational coach who is business focused Mm -hmm. um, because they'll help you get there. Even if you think you're there, I mean, almost all of my clients who come to me, they think they know what it is. And then, you know, a month into working together, they're like, holy cow, I had (laughs) no idea this was it. Um, I say that because most people are not going to be able to access it especially if they haven't done heaps of interpersonal work. Mm -hmm. If you want to do heaps of interpersonal work, that's a way to do it too. You know, I've been a coach, a certified coach for many, many years and been coaching much longer than that. So I'm pretty in touch with myself. But I would say that it wasn't until just a couple of years ago that I, no, I would say I'm totally lying right now. It was less than a year ago. I got really clear on my why. Mm -hmm. And the why always evolves too, right? Like, the why that pushed me into what I'm doing now was true then, and I expect it to be true forever, but it may not be. You know, maybe next year things are going to be different. But just being able to get quiet enough with yourself and honest enough with yourself and really getting to the heart of the deep, dark things that are pushing you. Um, and it generally it's fear. You know, generally our why has to do with a fear that we need to accommodate. Does that make any sense? No, it totally does. I, because I've I've been, you know, I've gone through these iterations myself of of figuring out what my why is, and then having to dig deeper and say, okay, well, that's kind of a surface answer. Like, what's really behind that, and then what's behind that, and then what's behind that to really get to the emotional, true reason for. Why am I actually doing this? The thing that when I think about each time will really motivate me to want to keep going and say, ah, that's why I'm doing this. Let me let me continue. Um, And a good question, a good question for internal questioning is something that Byron Katie uses a lot in her. I mean, the work is all based on this question. But mm -hmm. is it true? Right. When you get to that answer and you say, well, my why is this being able to ask yourself, is that true? How do you know it's true? What if it wasn't true? Right. And asking those questions like, whoa, wait a minute, that could open up a lot of a lot of new answers. Right. That's awesome. Well, Nicole, I I really appreciate the information you provided. I, you know, I've gotten a lot of value out of this and I've learned a lot from from having you on the show. Uh, I'm sure the listeners out there have have as well. 
so before we close out, I wanted to know um, how can the uh, the baller circle uh, stay in touch with you, get in touch with you, and learn more about your business. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, to get in touch with me, I would say, you know, we've talked about social media. So hit me up on Twitter. Shoot me a tweet. You can uh, reach me at at Nick's the name. That's N-I-C-Z-T-H-E-N-A-M-E. Or um, use the hashtag BBR show. Let me know that you heard me on Michael's show and that, uh, you know, whatever your takeaways were and send me a tweet. Let's connect that way. If you want information about working with me, um, BBRshow.com forward slash cookie is uh, is a great place to to find out about my membership community. And of course, BBR Show or the Business Building Rockstar Show on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, Google Play Music. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks a lot. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.